This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, October is wrapping up, and there's just a few days left. And if you didn't know, October is National Small Business Month here in Canada. So the time of year to recognize and applaud, of course, the significant contributions of entrepreneurs and that small businesses made to our local communities and, of course, here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador. There is no doubt, like for many of you listening, small business owners are also finding these really uncertain economic times difficult. Business sentiment in our country has softened, according to the Bank of Canada, And with a recession looming, business owners are feeling the pressure and may be facing some really tough decisions. So joining me now to discuss the financial struggles business owners are facing and and offer some advice during these challenging times are Neil Jones. He's a senior vice president with the Business Restructuring and Turnaround Services here in Atlantic Canada for BDO Canada Limited. And Louis-Philippe Gauthier, he's the vice president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, uh, the Atlantic Canadian branch. So thank you both so much for joining me today today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. So before we get into the discussion, I want to take the opportunity, of course, to recognize all the small business owners and entrepreneurs out there listening today and thank them for their hard work and contribution this National Small Business Month. It's been a tough couple of years for small business with the pandemic. And although we're coming out of it, there's been high inflation, you know, interest rates rising and, of course, the recession looming. So I'm sure a lot on the minds of business owners out there. And when it's said that they make significant contributions to our community and our economy, take a listen to the latest latest statistics. So small businesses make up 98.1% of all employer businesses in Canada and employ 10.3 million individuals. That's almost two-thirds of the total national labor force. Medium-sized businesses employ 3.4 million individuals. That's 21.1% of the labor force. And large businesses employ 2.4 million individuals or 15.1% of the labor force. Provincially, here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador, small businesses make up 98.2% of the province's workforce. That's an incredible number. Medium-sized businesses, 1.7%, and large businesses, only 0.2%. So clearly, SMEs are a significant economic driver here at home. This is why it's so concerning to see surveys and, and reports that show the struggle so many SMEs are experiencing. We know the past few years have really impacted businesses across the country, as we said, and and here at home in Atlantic Canada. First, the pandemic, the slow pandemic recovery, now high inflation, rising interest rates. They're really taking a toll, as I mentioned. So the Bank of Canada survey shows nearly two-thirds of businesses are seeing labor shortages, and nearly half, at 43%, are experiencing bottlenecks in their supply chains that are taking longer to resolve than previously anticipated. High inflation and rising borrowing costs are also having a significant impact. So I'll start with you, Louis. What's your response to to these statistics and and the survey that came out from the Bank of Canada? Are the results reflective of what you're hearing from your members? Yes, they are. Uh, Of course, the the sample group is different. Uh, For us, it's exclusively small and I would say small, medium-sized businesses, uh, and the Bank of Canada has a larger composition of, of I would say, medium and, and larger size. So the data is, is very comparable. If I look at the 
current business barometer, uh, the question of what is the major constraints that businesses are under, well, uh, there's no question that the staffing uh, is an issue, either in qualified, unqualified, or semi-qualified um, state you know, from a labor perspective, that those are the two major uh, constraints for businesses right now. And when we're looking at uh, the cost constraints, well, it's the fuel and the energy costs, the wage costs, the insurance costs, and the product input costs. So very much so uh, from a current state at this point, even if we've seen a little bit of an inflection or a reduction uh, on, for example, the wage costs going up, well, it's inflected a little bit uh, over the last few months, uh, and or on the pricing end of things, it's the same picture that we have, uh, it's still well above normal. So not easy times at all for small to medium-sized business owners. No, absolutely. And of course, the Bank of Canada survey also shows businesses can expect Canada's inflation rate to still be more than 5% a year from now and still more than 4% two years out. So that means some really lingering negative impacts and concerns for business owners. So what's your reaction uh, to this, Neil? Well, with uh, 62% of our members saying that overall they're still holding pandemic debt, and that's outside of the normal debt that they had. Uh, 7 in 10 of our members are expecting the Bank of Canada's interest rate hikes to have a negative impact on their operations. And we do have three quarters of our members uh, that when uh, asked what type of debt that you have or is it on fixed or on variable terms, it's on variable. So as you're fully aware, on variable, it's, it's base rate plus. So as every time the Bank of Canada increases its rates, well, it's affecting how much they need to pay uh, on the short term every time that they have to pay on, on their margins or on those loans. So, so it is a concern, uh, and it is adding to all of the other cost impacts that businesses have to consider. Yeah, no, for sure. Neil, I'm sure you're seeing impacts of this um, and hearing from business owners and, and clients around inflation and interest rates and, and all the pressures as well. So what's your response to the survey results that you're hearing? Yeah, thanks, Nancy. I'm, I'm definitely receiving more calls from business owners of late, and uh, I'm seeing you know, some not-so-surprising themes that, that align with the Bank of Canada survey you mentioned. Um, you know, depending on the industry or sector, many businesses struggled through the pandemic. Uh, there was a slowdown in economic activity. There were supply chain issues, and you know, both those uh, issues had impact on revenue and bottom line of, of, of a lot of businesses. Um, businesses were depending on a period of normal activity to strengthen their balance sheet and financial position and perhaps you know pay down some of the debt that they obtained uh, to see the business through the pandemic uh, but but many businesses haven't been afforded that luxury um, with with inflation causing you know increases to input costs and for goods and services uh, higher interest rates causing increases in debt servicing costs for variable debt as as mentioned, um, it, it's it's uh, it's it's obviously an issue um, unless businesses are able to effectively pass on these cost increases to customers. It will squeeze margins and may eventually lead to cash flow issues or financial stress. 
Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I know, Lou, your organization, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, they're serving members uh, quite regularly and, and putting out your monthly business barometer, right? And that measures small business confidence. So the results of your business barometer are reflective of the Bank of Canada survey as well. And we know that your membership is not optimistic. They've expressed concerns over things like cost pressures due to high inflation and borrowing costs, worries about supply chain issues, shortage of skilled labor, as, as we've mentioned. But the recency of the small business recovery dashboard shows that two years since the start of the pandemic, small businesses are still a long way from recovery. So if we look at the national numbers, more than half at 56% are reporting below normal sales. Nearly two-thirds at 64% are dealing with pandemic-related debt. And three-quarters at 77% are feeling stress related to the pandemic still. But here in Newfoundland, those numbers are even higher, if you can believe that. So nearly three quarters at 71% are reporting below normal sales. Two thirds are dealing with pandemic related debt. And more than eight in 10 at 82% are experiencing pandemic related stress. So Louis Philippe, let's talk more about the concerns being expressed by business owners and the challenges that they're facing. Let's focus, of course, on those here in Atlantic Canada, particularly Newfoundland and Labrador. Are there certain types of businesses that are feeling the pressure of the current economic climate more than others? Well, it depends on the what pressure lever, if you will, that you're looking at. If you're if you're looking at the debt, uh, well, the Newfoundland and Labrador, the average debt that businesses have carried because of the pandemic at this point is around 108,000. PEI is a little lower at 77. Nova Scotia is close to Newfoundland and Labrador at 105, and New Brunswick is a little lower at 86. So, from a debt perspective, the picture is a little bit different, but it's all 80,000 to 100,000 plus, basically. Uh, if we look at it from a labor perspective, uh, well, the tightness in the labor market is being reported as the top constraint uh, for businesses not being able to operate at 100% in, in every province in Atlantic Canada at this point. So you know, to give you a, another idea there, in, in Newfoundland, our estimate is there's about 6,700 uh, Positions that are open, PI 2200, Nova Scotia 12,000, and in New Brunswick 11,000. Now, yeah. over time, uh, potentially with the slowdown in the economy that's being caused by uh, the increase in interest rates, potentially uh, there's going to be maybe some slack there. But even with uh, the wonderful growth that Newfoundland and Labrador has seen in its population, same thing in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI, even those increases aren't aren't satisfying, if you will, the appetite of business owners to be able to find the labor they need to run their businesses at 100%. Uh, if, if we look at all the other cost pressures, either from an energy perspective uh, or uh, from an insurance cost perspective, or even the entrants that are coming in uh, if you're reselling something, uh, the cost pressures are still there. So to the point that was made earlier, the margins are very thin in a lot of, of sectors and a lot of uh, industries. And depending on their cash flow situation and how their how much of their ability is there to be able to operate at 100% or not, uh, if you're not generating the cash you need to pay your bills, uh, it's a problem. If all your costs are up and you feel that you can't push upward your prices, too much because uh, your your customers are sensitive to that price point, well, then you're feeling a, a really a hard pinch on your margins. So 
the sectors, uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, we've seen sectors that were affected more than others. You know, hospitality, restaurants, uh, anything that touched tourism, of course, was touched more and more affected because of the lockdowns and et cetera. Uh, but we're seeing, seeing a continuation of that. Uh, even when we look at, at, at job vacancies, uh, we're seeing the construction sectors, uh, manufacturing, retail, uh, are amongst, uh, and, and hospitality are, are amongst the four categories where there's more open jobs across Atlantic Canada and the country than any other sectors. So do you see the real need there? Unfortunately, those pains were there prior to the pandemic. They've just been aggravated with the overheating yeah. economy. Uh, but it's it's a reality that uh, you know it's coming from unfortunately all sides in a lot a lot of cases. And uh, based on our data, we're, the, the 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 ability to be able to capture more of that cost uh, and absorb it in the margins without raising prices, well. It's uh, let's just say it's it's not there. <laughs> so at this point, you know, you you are going to see businesses that just can't absorb any costs. They're just going to have to pass it on straight to the consumer, unfortunately. So there's many business owners, as you said, that are going to be thinking about the future of their business. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Neil Jones, Senior Vice President of the Business and Restructuring and Turnaround Services at BDO Canada, and he's situated in Halifax and looks after Atlantic Canada. I also have Louis-Philippe Gauthier. He's the Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic. So we're talking about the latest surveys released regarding business sentiment among Canadian business owners and Louise Leap I mentioned that you guys do your business barometer every month so is there anything you can tell us you know we've talked about businesses and, and having to pass on some of these costs to consumers but you know I mentioned in the last segment it's going to be tough for consumers right with inflation and interest rates their cash flow is impacted I'm seeing that in my practice and right across Canada as we see insolvency rates rise so how are your businesses feeling about what would normally be be um, a higher value season coming up to the holidays? Well, unfortunately, it's been reflected in our most recent numbers in October in our in our business barometer, where we're definitely seeing a reduction in business optimism for the short term, uh, and uh, especially in retail, uh, where the optimism is down when normally it should be going up, uh, as everybody listening would understand. You know, retail uh, and over the holidays is an extremely important season uh, where a lot of uh, businesses uh, make up uh, at least a large amount of their sales for the year, and it helps them from a cash flow perspective going through in the leaner months in January and February. But we're definitely seeing in our data right now that the optimism for the season is the inverse of what we would see normally. Instead of seeing it being more optimist, it's down for retail. Uh, so businesses are, are, are reflecting what their belief of what the customer's response are, are going to be to the current conditions. Uh, is the spending going to be there uh, with the current uh, inflation that they're living? And uh, will we see the, rece- the receipts or the sales that uh, we were expecting? And evidently, based on our data, they're not right now, which is uh, 
unfortunate. Yeah, no, it certainly is. And, you know, what's also concerning is the expectation that things are going to get worse before they get better. So while inflation is slowing, it's still high at 6.9% as of September. And with inflation slowing very slowly, the expectation is that the Bank of Canada will have to be more aggressive when it comes to interest rates. We saw another interest rate increase just this week. And we've seen several hikes since the start of the year. So... Just last week, Federal Finance Minister Christopher Friedland was clear that these are difficult days and there's more difficult days ahead. And the expectation is we will fall into a recession next year. So, Neil, when you take this into account, how concerned should we be? I, I'm not an economist, therefore it's difficult for me to say how high interest rates will rise uh, before inflation starts to ease uh, towards the Bank of Canada's target uh, rate of 2%, but I know that inflation is a, a lagging indicator, so the Bank of Canada will likely pause with in- interest rate increases at some point and wait uh, to assess their impact on the economy. How long will that be? Um, I'm not sure, but I, I wouldn't expect interest rates to peak and immediately start coming down. Um, with inflation, um, inflation will likely decrease over time with, with the increase in interest rates, but a decrease in inflation doesn't typically mean prices will return to their um, to their levels uh, prior to the inflationary period. Rather, prices will uh, likely just increase at a slower pace going forward. So, uh, I guess the takeaway I would uh, portray to business owners would be to expect higher input costs and interest rates or borrowing rates to to stay for the short or medium period and and I would I would take those into consideration when a business is planning their one two three year budgets uh, uh, to assess potential business performance over the short to medium term. Yeah, I think that's important, right? It's all we talk about consumers and how important it is to budget and revisit your budget, just as important for business owners, especially in these tough times. So, Louis Philippe, how bad do you think it's going to get in the coming months, especially with the recession looming for business owners? Well, uh, I. <laughs> My, my, my crystal ball is akin to a per, per, uh, permanently shaken snow globe. Uh, so <laughs> Mine too I, these days. I, 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 won't, I won't forecast further than that other than saying that, you know, looking at the optimism from our members uh, going into uh, either a three-month uh, outlook or a 12-month, uh, both the optimism uh, short-term or long-term is down at this point. So at least from a business owner's perspective, uh, if I'm looking at it over, over just a holiday season or going into it next year, I'm not as optimistic as things uh, as I would normally be. Now, having said that, uh, we, we are seeing in our data that uh, when we ask our members relating to what's your wage plan over the next year or what are your price plans over the next year, there was an inflection uh, over the last three months. In other words, it went down. Uh, they're not expecting us to rise their prices as much, and they're, they're not expecting the wages to increase as much. But having said that, it's still quite higher than what it would normally be. So their business owners are still going to feel that pressure, but not as much. Now, if you look at other factors, uh, just a question in that, for example, in 2023, the businesses that, that have taken federal uh, pandemic debt on will have to repay it, uh, that we're going to have 
uh, increases to CPP, uh, increases uh, to uh, the carbon tax, increases. As you see, there's a series of other costs that are going to increase beyond the inputs into the business uh, and what business owners plan to do with their operations, with staff, and et cetera. Um, how much of that will have an impact? No time will tell. Uh, but right now, I'd, I'd limit my comment to saying, well, as of October, right now, the optimism is not as high as it should be, and it's been, it's, it's, it's gone down. Oh, absolutely. And we talked about right, business owners having to question the future of their business. And in fact, the data from the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy of Canada shows that small business insolvencies has been on an upward trend since May of last year. And the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, uh, Louis, says that survey data from its membership indicates that more than one in six small business owners are currently considering going out of business. And that's a significant number. 10% of Canada's small business owners would fall for bankruptcy if their business was no longer solvent. Nearly half at 46% say they would simply stop operating rather than go through a bankruptcy process. So Neil, how concerning is it to see that one in six business owners are considering closing their business? I think it's very concerning, uh, especially when you link the, the business losses or potential business losses uh, with the employment stats you mentioned earlier, Nancy. Um, but, but I would stress that ceasing operations or bankruptcy are really options of last resort. Um, the sooner, sooner a business owner reaches out for help, um, the more options uh, would likely be available to restructure or turn around without a formal insolvency proceeding. And the outcomes are usually better with uh, early intervention as well. Um, and I guess I would generally say there's help available. For for example, BDO offers a range of services depending on the financial health of a business, uh, which I can go into uh, more depth on if you wish. Yeah, I think that's great, Neil. It's an important point that you're making, right? That oftentimes people think of, um, you know, people in our profession, right? Me on the consumer side, you on the corporate side, in of insolvency experts that they would call us when they need to look at insolvency options, right? But to your point, your service line is business restructuring and turnaround services. So really, the earlier they call you, the better outcome it's going to be for their business, and they may actually be able to avoid an insolvency proceeding. So what sort of things can you help them with beyond the sort of statutory insolvency proceedings? Yeah, sure. So, for example, if a if a business has been historically profitable, but uh, financial results are deteriorating of late, um, BDO, for example, could perform a business review to really dig down and assess the reasons for financial difficulty. Uh, we can perform an options assessment for uh, options to mitigate uh, the issues identified uh, as causing the financial issues, and that can be done through financial forecasting. Uh, cash flow forecasting, um, modeling out various uh, scenario uh, analysis for the options that uh, are, are determined. And, and essentially, we can assist uh, the business in the development and implementation of a restructuring plan. Um, and you, you mentioned, you know, before you go into uh, or, or before a formal insolvency restructuring is required, um, examples of uh, strategies that could be used in an informal restructuring plan could be, you know, updating pricing strategies, as we alluded to earlier. It could be, you know, uh, focusing on re reducing expenses to make the business more lean. It could could involve closing unprofitable business locations or divisions or, or certain products or services. Uh, 
Um, we could also help with searching for new sources of capital, and we we can also provide assistance on reporting to um, the company's financial lender or secured lender um, to basically smooth relations and and perhaps uh, negotiate an informal uh, debt payment plan. Um, if if it if it turns out that the business is in financial stress, um, for example, if creditors are starting to take action, um, that's when, you know, uh, uh, by action, I mean when a business or when a creditor starts formally demanding for loan payment, um, that's when, I guess, typically formal restructuring options would, uh, would, would be an option, like a proposal under the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act. Um, that process involves a stay of proceedings, which is a is effectively a timeout to allow the business to develop a proposal to present to creditors for consideration. It usually entails a compromise of debt in terms of dollars and time. Uh, and it, it is a court-driven process, so it, it does it, it can be costly, but uh, sometimes it's uh, it's it's the best option available for for a company in financial stress. You know, absolutely, Neil. And I think you know it's like I always say to. Um, my clients, right? And when, when I'm talking about people reaching out for help on the show, it's important to make the call and it costs nothing to make the call, right? And see what options and advice um, you can provide and, and and what it would look like from a cost perspective. And to your point, the cost is, um, is going to be worth it in the long run if it means that we can get the business uh, turned around and operating more uh, effectively and being more financially viable. So we still have lots of advice to share. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM morning show. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee at BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Neil Jones. He's a Senior Vice President in BDO Canada's Business and Restructuring and Turnaround Services Service Line, and he's based here in Atlantic Canada. And Louis-Philippe Gauthier, Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic. So we know there's lots of economic certainty right now, both for consumers and businesses. And as you've been hearing, it is a really tough time for business owners with some tough to decisions around maybe the future of their business. We've talked about high inflation, supply chain issues, rising borrowing costs, again, another interest rate increase just this past week. And these concerns, along with ongoing pandemic recovery, really, are creating real challenges for business owners. And Neil, you talked in the last segment about, you know, information for business owners around when they should be reaching out and the services that may help them keep their business on track or get their business back on track. But it's really important, I think, for business owners who are listening and are worried about whether they may have to close, that there are solutions, but also to recognize uh, when it might be the right time to reach out. So what are the warning signs that your business may be in trouble and what signs should business owners be paying attention to? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> examples of uh, warning signs that may indicate it's, you know, an opportune time to reach out to consult uh, with a professional. Um, some that come to mind would be year-over-year financial losses, uh, perhaps following years of profitability. Uh, it could be aging payables, um, often payables I see that uh, may increase with a struggling company would be uh, remittances of source deductions or GST to, to uh, the government 
government. Um, that's often a sign of uh, cash flow issues. Um, another warning sign could be, you know, related to the financial lender. It could be a breach of a financial covenant. Um, it could be uh, the financial lender transferring the company's account to its uh, special loans or restructuring group. Um, in those instances, you know, the, the account would be uh, more closely monitored by the institution. Um, it could be a request by the financial lender to negotiate a forbearance agreement. Um, there, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, inability to access additional funds uh, to to or capital uh, from your existing or financial institution, and we already spoke to uh, supply chain issues, um, disrupting operations, which may impact uh, which may impact um, you know uh, the input or or sorry outputs of the business. Uh, it could also lead to situations where you know if a company sees supply chain issues in advance, it might uh, make an excessive purchase of inventory which would obviously uh, reduce the cash uh, flow that the company has to, to uh, I guess, put on a, or, or relate to other issues. And, and I guess here I'll also say some small businesses uh, may face unique uh, issues that might not be uh, the case for larger businesses, like the loss of a key supplier or customer or the loss of a key employee. Uh, we, we talked about the you know labor shortage issues earlier, so the loss of a key employee could really impact company efficiency or uh, profitability. Oh, absolutely. And Louis, what are you hearing from your members? Are these like, the types of things that Neil's talking about on the supports that are available? Are these things that they're uh, cognizant of that they would be reaching out for professional help on? Well, I, I, first off, I'd agree with the point of reaching out early. Uh, no, too often, unfortunately, you see business owners not either talking to their banker or uh, their financial advisors early enough and you know, the problems pile up. So talk, having the conversation early is, is extremely important uh, because the option, the window for options, as Neil laid out, you know, is, is wider. Please, the, the opportunity for the conversations and looking for solutions is there. Uh, we we get with our counselors and you know, we have our own internal uh, service that we offer to members whenever that they have issues either with uh, Revenue Canada or unemployment standards. And, uh, it's a service that we offer to our members of having those conversations and seeing if there's anything that's available that's to be made. But one of the important recommendations is to have the conversations with your banker and with your, your financial uh, planner or your accountant uh, early. So you know, from that perspective, uh, I, won't, I won't scoop our, one of our upcoming reports, which will be uh, on succession and business succession. We've updated our, our data and the report will be coming out shortly. But suffice it to say that the pandemic has had an effect on and the current business co uh, situations have had an effect on business owners who want to either sell or move out of their business. Uh, I know right now we're talking about the f businesses that might be in trouble, uh, but there's also the the, the reality uh, that a lot of businesses will want to still move out of their business, sell, and, and find elements from a succession perspective. So there, there's there's other dynamics there that are 
that need to be considered, uh, but they're somewhat linked to the realities of a business that wants to wind down operations and or that will have to file uh, for bankruptcy. The question is planning. The question is having the conversations with your advisors and uh, walking through uh, all that process as early as possible. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, before we close out the segment, I'd like to give you the opportunity to kind of maybe share some success stories around where people did get in touch at the right time and, and you were able to provide that support and get them on the right track. Yeah, sure, Nancy. Um, yeah, I guess uh, one success story that comes to mind is a, uh, a company that contacted me at the beginning, or it was actually late December uh, last year, and uh, their bank had demanded, and uh, they were seeking help. And and when we got involved, it essentially allowed the the secured lender to um, you know to have some patience to understand that there was a professional involved that would help the company with cash flow forecasting, financial projections, uh, and, and help with timely reporting to the bank to to uh, inform of recent financial um, performance. And and that that allowed through through regular communication um, time for the company to refinance and, and has refinanced and is still operating today. Um, I, I, I guess I would add that, you know, a lot of times when financial institutions take action, um, often it's because they are not aware of the financial informa- uh, status of the company. Perhaps they're in the dark on financial reporting and, and they basically take action because they have no al- alternative information to uh, to make decisions upon. So so help in, in uh, I guess, uh, relations and reporting to the financial institution will always help. Absolutely. Communication is key, right? It's, I always say that to, to my clients as well, right? Ignoring the problem is not going to have a go away. And to your point, you know, oftentimes the bank gets comfort just knowing there is a professional involved, right? Because maybe, you know, business owners are great at what they do oftentimes and they have a skill set based on the type of business they're operating, but they're not financial experts, right? Or cash flow protection experts or whatever the case may be. So sometimes just having that expert involved gives the bank comfort that um, they can continue to work with with the business in some way. Well, we know that um, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? And we've been talking about that the entire show. But I guess the question remains, what could or should governments be doing to help small business? And and what can consumers do as we get into the holiday season uh, to support local businesses as well? So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Stay with us. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. So I'm joined today by Neil Jones. He's a Senior Vice President with BDO Canada's Business Restructuring and Turnaround Services here in Atlantic Canada, and Louis-Philippe Gauthier, Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business for Atlantic Canada. So we've been talking about small business and, and you know, the pressures that they're under. You know, Many business owners worried about the future of their business. And, and small business month is winding down, but you know it's important that we recognize uh, the small businesses and, and what they are doing and what we can do to help support small business. But before we get to what the consumer can do in their local community, Louis Philippe, we know it's you know as we said tough times for for business owners. And the question always comes up about what support could small business uh, use from government. So let's start with that. What do you think government needs to do? To 
to support SMEs? Well, at this point, our recommendations at the federal level are, are pretty simple. Uh, no, all, any increase, for example, from a CPP perspective, which affects no, it's it's not uh, profit sensitive, so it's just basically a cost at, at that point uh, should be halted. The EI uh, rates should be maintained where they are, not increased. No, the carbon taxes uh, should be uh, frozen. Uh, when we look at the debt load that business owners have accumulated during a pandemic, now, our recommendation to the federal government is basically to, to have at least 50% of the CBA loans uh, turned into forgivable portions once they're repaid and, this, and also have the date of repayment pushed back to December 2024 instead of December 2023. At the provincial level uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, I would say that the one that I'm hearing a lot about from our members is for the members that are uh, at the threshold where they have to start paying the payroll tax. Uh, our, our recommendation to the provincial government there is to increase that threshold substantially to allow those businesses that are in that bracket uh, not to be to have to pay that tax. And so there are measures that are there uh, that the provincial and federal governments could do uh, to help at least alleviate some of the pressures and worries that business owners are experiencing right now. And I guess any support or, or change that the government can make to help small business would be welcome right now. But let's turn to consumers now. How can consumers help small business during these uncertain economic times? Because remember, it's it's uncertain economic times that are impacting the consumer and their cash flow, as we talked about before as well. But, but what does the CFIB have to say about how consumers can help small business? Well, we're, we've, we've been uh, asking consumers uh, to be conscious consumers whenever that they have a dollar to spend, uh, to spend it locally, to spend it with their small operators, to not go uh, to the great you know, virtual boxes in the sky, uh, which aren't local, but are in the provinces. Uh, to spend their money. Uh, no, every time that money is spent locally, it helps out a small business owner and their employees, a lot of time their families uh, because they're working in the business directly. Uh, so it's really being a conscious consumer and, and thinking about, well, where should I put that dollar that I of discretionary income or of needed uh, spending? Where should I put it? Absolutely. And we know that, you know, with um, cash and, and debit purchases, there's less fees or less costs to the merchant as well, right? When when people pay with cash and indirect. So to the extent they can do that, it's actually, they actually are indirectly helping um, the merchant. But you know what, it's what I would recommend as well, right? So for people in tough economic times, we always say you need to be budgeting and making sure you're living within your means. And that largely means not relying on credit to supplement your income. So to the extent that you can use uh, cash to make these purchases, not only are you helping yourself from a budget perspective and making sure you're not incurring debt, but you are actually helping a small business indirectly. So, um, Neil, any comments? Like, what are you seeing in your local community? Are, are you, would you say um, there's lots of opportunity, I'm sure, in Halifax, same as there is here in Newfoundland and Labrador, right, for people to get out and shop locally? 
Yeah, I, I would say um, there's there's definitely lots of opportunity there. Uh, I think um, Louis Philippe uh, gave a a, a, a a well, I guess, a rounded answer to that question. I, I think I would just you know challenge people, and I challenge myself, you know, to to educate myself more on what um, you know local businesses exist, what services they offer, and they'll just give you the the option to shop local rather than you know shop with the online with the large global conglomerates that we're all uh, sometimes guilty of. No, absolutely. And I think, too, it's easy sometimes to to forget about the small business because it's convenient, right, to shop online and go to Amazon or whatever the case may be. But, you know, make a day of it. You know, go out with your friends and family and, and putter around the downtown and go in and out of the, the local shops and, and see what they have, right, and what's available. I think there's new shops opening all the time. Every time I go downtown, there's something new that wasn't there the last time um, that I was there. So, you know, if you find a good deal, you find a product, a product, sorry, that... Uh, you like in a, a local shop, share it on social media, right? People are sharing things on social media all the time. So why not use it as an outlet to support local business? Well, we've had some great advice today, I think, for both consumers and small business owners. We do have some time now for some final thoughts. So I'll start with you, Neil. If you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Uh, it's been said many times during this uh, this discussion that you know this if if a business owner finds that their uh, business is struggling, it, it may be large struggles, maybe maybe small, but the, the sooner they reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee, usually there's more options available uh, to to turn things around. I would also say you know the size of the business does not matter. Um, I, for example, often have one or two free consults with business owners to to obtain a high level understanding of their business, the issues they're facing and provide my thoughts on, you know, high level options that may be available. Um, we, we touched, you, you touched earlier on, you know, the bankruptcy process and being an option of last resort. I, I would also stress that sometimes, you know, bankruptcy may be an option for company owners because if continuing an operation means escalation of debt, um, you know, uh, increase in, uh, in pay to creditors, um, perhaps a bankruptcy would stop this, help stop this escalation. And uh, often those uh, liabilities are tied to, you know, perhaps director's liability if it's source deductions or HST owing to uh, Canada revenue, or it could be linked to uh, debts that are secured by personal guarantee. So I would say high level, never too early, also never too late to reach out for help. That's some great advice. Well, thanks for joining us today. And if people do want to reach out to get uh, your opinion or your advice on, on what they should or shouldn't be doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, sure. They can they can reach me by email at uh, nejones at bdo uh, dot ca, or they can give me a call direct at nine zero two four two five three four zero eight. Great. Well, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And Louis Philippe, if I could turn to you now, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Well, uh, be conscious consumers. Uh, the holiday season is upon us. Uh, some businesses are more worried than others. Be conscious of them. And from a small retail, uh, as you mentioned, Nancy sometimes has a lot of options. You know, go around, uh, discover, and uh, or rediscover <laughs> your areas and look at what the options are there. But really, if you have a dollar of disposable income uh, for the holiday, 
think of where you're going to be spending it. I think I think that would be appreciated by all the, the small business owners uh, in everybody's regions. Absolutely. And Louis Philippe, there's lots of great information um, that the CFIB has and, and lots of studies and things that uh, you're putting out all the time. So if people did want to connect, maybe to become a member or just have a look to see what sort of information and, and services that you have, what's the best way for them to do that? Definitely going to cfib.ca. That would be the right place to go. All the information is there, simple to find. Well, thanks again for joining me today. My pleasure. And again, to all our small business owners and entrepreneurs out there listening, thank you for all your hard work and your contribution during this National Small Business Month and, you know, certainly all through the year. I know I'm going to do what I can to support local this holiday season. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And remember, we do want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question or maybe even a topic that you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoney at bdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8336. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoney@bdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees, on your VOCM.